Greetings and welcome back to another ongoing series of Shurim and Daf Yomi. My name is Yitzchak Kachel and we're now on Masachet Psachim Daf Yod Bet Amud Bet at the bottom of the Amud. Continuing with our analysis of Mishnah Dawid of the first parak. Rav Shim Ba'ashi Loshanu Elo B'Sha'ot. This is continuing with our analysis of the Mishnah in Sanhedrin about discrepancies uh, between testimonies about the time of the event. So he said that the disagreement between Rav Meir and Yehuda was only about how many hours of a discrepancy is allowed. If one says it was before sunrise, one says it was after sunrise, even though maybe a difference of five minutes, then there's no testimony. That's obvious. Rather, read as follows. Even if one says it was before sunrise, and the other one says it was during the event of sunrise, then it's no good. Hanaim Shita, that should also be obvious. So maybe we would think that they're both saying the same thing. The one who said it was during sunrise, <coughs> he was standing out in the open. He saw the first rays, and the other fellow was standing elsewhere. We didn't see the first rays, so Kamash Balan, that uh, sunrise is an event that everybody recognizes. <coughs> okay, and now we go back to the issue of Chameit. So we say the Halacha follows Rabbi Yehuda, which means that you could, uh, you must stop eating Chameitz at the fourth hour. I'm going to Rav Rav Nachman. So Rav challenged Rav Nachman and said, Why don't you follow Rav Kavate. After all, the Stam Mishnah follows Rav Meir. As we see in the next Mishnah, in the next parak, the non Kolshash Ma'achil. The beginning of the second parak is, is, as long as you're allowed to eat, you can feed. Which means that there is no break between when you eat and when you destroy. You can, as long as you can eat, you can also get hanah, etc. And that's Reb Meir. So the answer is, Ahilav Stamahu. That's not a Stam Mishnah. Why? <coughs> as we'll see in the, in the discussion there. Shemdakashim Mutar. The one, the word Mutar is a little bit odd. Then we discuss it there because it should say, Kol Sha'ashim Ochel Ma'achil. Why does it say Mutar? So the answer is that the author of that Mishnah is Rabbi Gamliel, who we will see a little later. He was in Mishnah Hay, which we already passed over. We're going to come back to. So why don't we follow Rabbi Gamliel, who is the Machria, who seems to take the middle position between Rabbi and Rabbi Yehuda, because Rabbi Gamliel says that Chulin have to be uh, avoided after the fourth hour, but Truma can be eaten until the fifth hour. His answer is that Gamliel is not a machria. He's not finding a middle ground between Rabbi and Rabbi Yehuda. Tom Kamar. He's got his own position, which is independent. It's possible that when Rav said Allah Rabbi Yehuda, he was really basing himself on the following Brayta, which approximates a Tosefta that we have. The Tanya. When the fourteenth falls on Shabbat, Yom Pesach is on Shabbat, and the Varunat Hakolim finish Shabbat. We get rid of everything before Shabbat. All the chametz. So vin trumot meot tuyotu tilorot. We destroy truma, whether tamei, whether unclear of tamei talui, or whether even tahor. <coughs> we burn it up. We leave enough trumot trumot tahorah for kohanim at least. Enough for two meals worth for Friday night and Shabbat morning. Because you can only eat till four hours. So he quoted Rabbi Yeshua, and it follows the idea that you can only eat until four hours, which is Rabbi Yehuda. The argument back was, there's no reason to burn the Torah. 
You might find more people on Shabbat to eat them, and you're not allowed to destroy Trumat Torah. Amalahani said, You've already been looking for people. You haven't found them. It's now almost Shabbat, and you've got to destroy it, because in the middle of the next day, we'll become an Isur Chametz. Maybe there are Kohanim who have been out of town. They're going to come in on Shabbat day, and they can eat it. So according to that, we shouldn't even burn the ones that are safek. Maybe Eliyahu will show up and he'll say, you know, they're tahor. Amrulo, as we saw in the middle of Erevin, we already have a commitment that Eliyahu is not going to come on Erev Shabbat or Erev Yom Tov Torah, so as not to trouble and disrupt our Yom Tov with uh, redemption. Nonetheless, they established halacha following that uh, opinion per Rabbi Yeshua, and that means that you could only eat chametz until four hours. My meaning it didn't they establish halacha even for how long you're going to allow to eat, which means like Rabbi Yehuda, this is supporting Rava because Rava was the one challenging him. Nachman, he said, no, that means for the issue of destroying. He was the one who said you gotta destroy all of the trumot, even the taharot, except for two meals worth. And, uh, and, uh, disregarded the challenge that saying maybe other Kohanim will show up, they've been out of town, and are gonna show up to eat it. He disregarded that challenge, and we indeed rule that way, but not necessarily about his ruling that you only eat until the fourth hour, uh, which means we still don't have a good source for Rav ruling Akrabihuda. <coughs> but the Af Rebbe suffered the hundred of Nachman. It's odd to say it that way, but we have a story about Rebbe that supports of Nachman's ruling in accord with Rab Yehuda, with according to Rab, in accordance in accordance with Rab Yehuda. Dama Ravin Baravada, Maasebi Adam Achad Shifkid Diskiam Leach Chametz Eitzel Yochanan Chakuka. Yochanan Chakuka. We don't hear about otherwise. We've heard this is the second time we heard about him already in the Masachet. Was uh, asked to hold a a uh, bag full of chametz for somebody, and v'nikvuach parim and mice got to it. Vayachametz v'atzvetz v'yotzei. The chametz was slipping out. Uvalufir Rebbe came to Rebbe. He said, "What do I do?" Shavishan Amar Lo Hamtain. It was the first hour on the fourteenth. He said, "Wait." Shni Amar Lo Hamtain. Shlishita Amar Lo Hamtain. All the way through the three hours, he said, "Wait." Revita Amar Lo Hamtain. At the fourth hour, he said, "Wait." Chamishita Amar Lo Tzeyu Mochavashuk. Go sell it out in the shuk. So my love, the goyim, doesn't that mean go sell it to goyim? Which means, <coughs> like Rabbi Yehuda, that you, uh, that you have to sell it at the, at the fifth hour. Rabbi Yehuda, so Rabbi Yosef Lo, the Yisrael, Kramer. No, it meant you could sell it to Yisrael because according to our mayor, in the fifth hour, Jews are still allowed to eat it. So Amale Abaye, Yili Yisrael, Nishkalin Afshe. So Abaye said, if it's to Yisrael, why should he have to sell it? Let him keep it himself. And, uh, and then he'll owe the fellow the, whatever he used. The answer is Mishum Chshada, because it doesn't look nice that he's taking his own picadon that he's watching. There's nothing, nothing to do with chametz, just about general Chshad, about being an inappropriate Shomer de Tanya. If you have Gavet Staka and there's nobody to give the money to, Portin Lachim and Portin Latzman, they can make change from the money for others, but not for themselves. 
They can sell the food to others, they can't sell it to themselves. Moshe says to if you do this deal, you'll be cleansed of Hashem in Israel, which in that context means you'll really be gone. But the idea is that you will be uh, clean in their eyes. Not only Hashem has to know that you're above suspicion, but Am Yisrael has to know as well. So that's why this guy wasn't told to keep the food himself and then just to pay the fellow afterwards. It's all very well and good, except that uh, Rav Yosef evidently had already taught when he was younger uh, that what re- the case with Rebbe was that he had told him, go out and sell it to Goyim, meaning supports Rabbi Yehuda, that only Goyim can eat it during the fifth hour because Jews are not allowed to eat it anymore, and that is support for Rav. Okay, I'm Rabbi Yosef. Kamana is lahashmata the Rebbe. The the um, that ruling of Rebbe also takes into account another component, nothing to do with chametz, but about pikadon. And it follows on Shem Gamliel. Not hamafkid perot etzel chaviral. Let's say a guy gives perot to a fellow. This is a mishnah hamafkid. Afilu hein avudin. Even if they're just going to waste or rotting, lo yigabein. You can't touch him. Shem Gamliel omer mochran bifeitim nei hashavata vidah. You have to sell him in the beitin because it's hashavata vidah for the owner. And then you give him the money, because otherwise he's losing everything. So the same thing here is that uh, he was told to sell this chametz that was going, so that the guy would have some money instead of uh, nothing. But the that it's not against Rabbanan because Rabbanan only disagree when it's going to be equal to the loss. If the loss is going to the if the if the thing is going to be totally lost, meaning the parrot are not just going bad, but they're going to be totally destroyed and and gone, and greater than the loss incurred. Then Machan Ravetin, everybody agrees Machan Ravetin. Cholshkan Hacha, the Hamas seat of the Gamer. And here they're going to totally lost because it's Chametz, and therefore even Rabbanan would agree that you have to sell it and in order to uh, to save the money. Okay, now back to the Mishnah Mishnahay. You may want to look in your Mishnah Mishnahay, or you may want to look back at the Mishnah Yudalif. The Oram Rabbi Yehuda, Rabbi Yehuda, who said that you eat four hours and that the and and wait an hour and then uh, burn the chametz, now supports that by showing that there was a signal and there were two signals because there were two breaks in the morning. There were they used they used to put two toda breads that were invalid, and they put it on top of the roof of the itztava of that was on Harabait, so everybody could see it on like a rooftop, uh, a stand. As long as both of them were there, kol ha'amochlim, everybody could eat chametz. One was taken down, tolin. They wouldn't do anything. They wouldn't eat chametz, but they wouldn't burn it yet. When the second one was taken down, then everybody would start burning it. Alright, so that was Rabbi Yehuda's support for Yehuda's opinion. This is Rabbi who we already heard invoked in the earlier discussion. Is that you eat chulin, like Rabbi Yehuda, until uh, four hours. Uh, but you have another hour to eat truma. The notion being kohanim are careful, and they're not going to be more careful with the clock. And um, and then you burn at the beginning of sixth hour. So the only difference there is uh, he he um, drops chulin back one hour relative to Rabbi or extends truma one hour ahead, according to uh, Rabbi Yehuda's opinion. 
Okay, now in the Gemara, the top of Yud Gimel Amud Bed, Rav Rav Yehuda, Shtei Chalot. Tani Tana Kamer Rav Yehuda, Agav Ha'itztava. So Tana, in front of Rav Yehuda, said this Mishnah with the word Agav Ha'itztava, which would be in a hidden place. Amar Rechila Hatzniyanu Tzirich, what is he, want to hide it? Tani Agav Ha'itztava, don't read Gav, but Gag on the roof. Amar Rav Yehuda, Har Habayit Stav Kaful Hayat. He says that there was a, a row of pillars around Harabayit, and it was doubled. That's like a stoa in Greek. Meaning there was a row of pillars, and inside of it, another row of pillars. It was up there that the breads were there. Okay, now we said in the Mishnah that there were psulot. <coughs> Am I psulot? Why were there psulot? We have several answers. I'm chanina. Because after all, you have 40 loaves for the Lachmei Toda, so four go to the Kodim, you still have 36, nine of which left over are Chameitz. If Salot Pelina, you can't eat them all up, so this, we assume this Korban Toda is brought on the 13th, and by the time that the morning comes to the 14th, they're already Pasul. Why can't you bring a Korban Toda on Chagamatzot? So that's obvious. What it means is you can't bring it on the 14th, which is why we have the minig not to say Mizmor L'Todah on the 14th. You're not allowed to generate a situation where Kodshim are going to become Pasul earlier than they otherwise would be. Because the Lachme Toto will become Pasul at midday as opposed to at, not, at the end of the day at night. So everybody brings their Korban Toto on the 13th. So much, so inevitably there's going to be some that are pasul because they've they're now beyond time, they're no tarot, and so we have several lachmei torah psulot. That was Rabbi Chanina's answer. They really were kasher. Why they call them We're talking about breads that for some reason the korban torah wasn't shechted with them. Why didn't you shechtem? It's a case where the korban toda itself was lost. So bring another korban, another animal. Because when you originally signified the breads and the animal, you said this is the toda and this is its bread. Which in such a case, if you lost the bread, you could bring other bread because you didn't say that this is the only bread for that korban. But if the korban is lost, you can't bring another animal for that bread. You have to bring a whole other korban, so this bread is now pasul. Because in the formulation you made, the bread is coming to to escort, if you will. The todah, and the todah is not coming on account of the bread. But if why don't you just redeem the bread and make them chulin? We have to go back and say the korban was brought. But the dam was spilled out, wasn't put on the Mizbeach. There's two matirim that can bring something up to the Mizbeach independently. The Shtehalechem of Shavuot becomes sanctified when you shech the two lambs of Shavuot. If you did shechita and zrikat adam l'shem shalmit zibur, kadesh halachem, then the bread becomes kadosh. Shechatan shalishman zorakdavan shalishman. If you did both of them shalishman, lokadesh halachem, then the bread's not kadosh. Shechatan lishman zorakdavan shalishman. If you did the shechita properly, but the zrikah you did shalishem ol or something else, lechem kadosh veino kadosh. The bread is in the middle. 
Divir Rebbe, because Rebbe says it's unclear whether Shechita or Zrika is the kicker. In other words, you need both of them. He said, it's clear that you need both. And therefore, in this case, it's not Kadosh. So therefore, that's what we could be talking about, where the Korban was brought inappropriately, because the relationship between the personal Korban Todah and its attendant bread is very similar to the relationship of the Kivseyat Sarah to the Shtehalechem public Korban. So the answer is, this could even follow him. There was Kabbalat Adam, and then it fell out. He holds like his father in one way. Anything that's in position to be Nizrak is like it was Nizrak, and therefore the Zrikat Adam happened properly, but since it didn't really happen, therefore the Lechem is Pasul. Okay. He has a different take. They were Kasher El Kozman Shmunachot these are regular lachmei todah, proper. As long as they're both there, everybody ate chametz. The one was taken off tolin, lochlin velo sofin. Lushtein chilu kolan sofin. So he just has the same as our Mishnah, just kshirot. Tanya b'shalomer, he has a whole different story. Shtei parot hayuchoshot b'har mishcha. They would have on for the fourteenth, they would have two bulls plowing on harazitim. Everybody could see it. Kozman shtein choshot. As long as they're both plowing, kolam lochlin. Everybody would eat chametz. Lachat me, and they would take one away. Tolin, we presume this is the fifth hour. Then they wouldn't do anything. They when both bulls are taken away. Everybody knew it was time to burn. Which is very similar to the but it's two bulls also in plain view as opposed to two breads. Okay, we'll pause at this point. We're going to pick it up with Mishnah Vav and Mishnah Zion in the next podcast. We should have a wonderful day.